0: be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of for First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing.
1: Good morning, everyone. Andrew Taylor here. We got Sean Mike with us. Sean, thanks for coming
0: in. Thank you.
1: All right, um, we're going to get straight to it. The first question is As you've been building the company and people have been saying bad things about you or the company, how did you block that out and did it bother you at all?
0: Well, I don't give a shit at all. I mean, I I just, I'm not trying to be funny. I don't have any energy, any time, or any worry about what people say about what we're doing. We do the best we can. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. But most people in life spend their time focusing on what people think. And the reality is that. Dude, I'm sorry, but nobody can judge me but God, literally. So if I, I and it's funny when people say that and then they're like, but you hear what that person said? I'm like, dude, okay, I don't care. Dude, I genuinely don't care. I work, I wake up every day and do the best I can. I work hard. I'm gonna definitely make mistakes because I'm going to. I'm an imperfect person just like everybody else. I'm gonna do the best I can to get better. And And as the companies run, I've always known that we put the clients and the agents first. So I've never. That's what carries me. If I thought we weren't doing that, I'd be bothered with myself. But I'm not. If I thought that we weren't allowing people to win, I'd be bothered with me. But the reality is that people also hate winners. I know that. I never thought we are winning. We are winning at a level that nobody's ever won in this industry. What did I think? People were ever. People are just gonna be okay. Yeah. I'm actually blown away at. And again, I'm not. I'm okay. They're doing it. Um. Also, I'm kind of. It'll sound weird, Andrew, but I'm kind of happy because it's the best marketing you can get. And the reality really is it's why people are where they are. Like, I can do, you know, a piece every week. and A lot of these guys on their YouTube, they're always doing a piece on how to deal with the trolls and the haters. I'm like, dude, I don't need you to, like, dude, that means they're bothering you. I've posted stuff, like, just about what I, you know, stuff we I believe in work-wise, business-wise. I posted something the other day about why why in business are you required to read 30 books a month? You're not required to, have to do a parent to be a professional athlete, to have you – and they do it, I said, because a lot of these guys and girls who write the books, they manipulate you. I'm all about reading books, but why do they do that? And people, like, with a lot of followers, like, were, like, commenting. I was like, dude, like, nobody knows me, and they know you, which I'm fine with, but, like, you do understand marketing on one. I didn't do it to piss you off, but thank you, I guess. Guys uh, that look like they're doing really well on Instagram, send it to read books. Yeah, bro, and actually – your books suck. I was thinking the guy that said it. Like I wouldn't read your book. Like, I could have written your books when I was in fourth grade. I could have read them when I was in kindergarten. I've read your stuff. It's actually painful. It's actually hard to read because it's so simplistic, and it makes no point ever. It says, "Buy me. I know nothing. I'm stealing your money. You stay dumb. I'm dumb too. Believe me. But and you're smarter than me. But I'm 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 able to get you to buy my books." And give me money, and convince, and I'm able to convince you that's how you be successful. But think about it. why? Why isn't it like that in any other place? Why when I go see CEOs, of these massive companies, we get to hear them train? Why don't they say, "Well, you we have to read thirty books a month to be a good vice president of the company"? They don't. I'm not saying not to read, but for the love of God, dude, I, I guess I'm just blown away they pay attention to me. I'm just like I wouldn't pay attention to me, and I'm not even talking about you. I'm just talking about what we what we do. Sorry, I'm just talking about what we do. So, Andrew, I don't take any time doing it. Um, you know, I, I, live my life. I got great, great attorneys that deal with what they have to deal with. They have to deal with things. Other than that, dude, I expect people are going to talk junk, run their mouths and say stupid stuff. And, you know, if I got focused on everything that was said that was true and was not true, which a lot of it isn't, I, I, that's all I would be doing and, and I would do everybody a disservice. If that's what I was focused on, you know, we went through this when we started the company. Uh, my rule was, we ain't going to talk about things we can't control. We're all getting sued. We're not talking about it because most everybody wanted to talk about it. They wanted, did you see, did you see what, and we had some guys that worked with us that didn't work with us anymore because that's all they wanted to do. They literally wanted to have a a bitch moan and complain session like every day. You know what this guy's doing to us? He shouldn't be doing that. It's like, okay, but he is suing us. I got it. So let's just go to work. You know the best way you're looking for revenge, you're looking for the reckoning? Keep your mouth shut and be successful. That's like in anything in life, whether it's your business, whether it's a friend, whatever you're going through in life, you're not getting back at somebody by being focused on them. Just go win and put them out of your mind and don't even ever talk about them. We didn't talk about where we worked. We didn't say the practice company. We didn't do that. Yeah. We just went to work. And so, Andrew, I genuinely don't care. I'm fine if people want to keep doing it, but I don't pay attention to it. I tend not to read it. I tend not engage in it. And you guys know enough not to go like, you know what Timmy said? And if it raises uh, up to a level where I have to do something about it, I I get it to uh, – to our attorneys, and they, they, I don't know, they like a good fight. So, like, I'm cool with it. Like, it's fine by me. We have the right people, you yeah. know. So that's all I do, man. I don't have the energy to, to to focus on that. I just don't. And I think that's part of, you know, some things that when you watch people do what they do, people are going to hate them. I mean, dude, you go to you go to a professional sporting event, and, like, guys yell at these guys. Like, like their life depends on it. You suck, and you're this, and you're that. It's like, they not even bother anybody, bro. Put the chili dog down, dude. Like, you know, you're 19 beers in and 12 chili dogs. Into your event tonight, like you know what I mean. Like you can't even get to section three hundred nine double E, without without like healing heel, over. So like, don't worry about how bad. And by the way, they can't. I always like to say, and here's I'll leave you with this. I'll be at these events. I do like to go. I don't really care who wins. I mean, I'm just being honest. With you. I'm not like, oh my god. But they'll yell, and the players can't hear them, and they're a long way away from the stadium. Unless like you go to Miami Marlins game where nobody goes. Because they're not any good, and there's nobody there, and you're in the stands, you might they might hear something you say if you're like row one or two, because there's nobody there. And I'm not trying to be funny I'm being legitimate like this. You'd have to go to a game where there's nobody there. Okay. But most games they can't hear. And the people scream, and I almost want and I don't do it anymore, but I used to. It's like, dude, they can't hear you. And it's almost like I'm cool with it, but I'm like, dude, I can't hear you. Whatever you put up, I can't hear you. Whatever you say, I can't hear you. And I'm not backing down, I ain't going nowhere I don't care you're not it's not gonna work so and I and again, I tend not to want to say so they probably don't watch this, but I'd like them to continue because it's really good marketing and when people say so and so company's terrible and you're not doing well with them, they come and join that company or at least inquire I've met hundreds of people hundreds five six seven hundred said I worked at a company. I wasn't in the business and and people I knew of said don't talk to this company here the 12 reasons Why and I had to know what y'all were doing piss them off And then I inquired about it looked into it met with people started making money I was like god, this is amazing and then I recruited a lot of those people to come over here And I never cared I had people that have you know been mad and they're like you don't mind if I work with you I might like, "No, why would I mind? well, you know I didn't really know you guys and I was saying a bunch of stuff about Andrew and about you and the company and about you know Whomever and I might like, do what I care like Let's go to work no, yeah. just, just don't do anything above and bo- bu- uh, Real stupid, dude, because then you got to deal with everybody else.
1: Yeah. Trey uh, <clears throat> had some agent working, get him worked up.
0: That'll happen. <laughs> we love Trey. <laughs> and he
1: texts me, like, all this stuff, like, blah, 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 blah. And I put, LOL. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, who cares? Mm-hmm. It's just drama. Mm-hmm. And he put, man, you're the only person because you... You're so calm about everything. You're the only person that could keep me level-headed when I, yeah. when I tell you about a problem. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't always like that. Mm-mm. But now it's like.
0: Well, before you'd want to know the information you want to get to the bottom of it. And yeah. Bottom line is the agent said all those things about you. And that's my, always my thing to like anybody, Trey or you. Did you do everything you can do? I did. Nobody said you were perfect, but did you try the best you could to help that person? I did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you did everything within your power. Were you perfect? Absolutely not. Okay, so then you gotta leave it alone. And most people, unfortunately, when they don't do well, they don't want to blame themselves. I mean, we've all gone through it, dude. We've all said things. We've all been like, that would have happened, you know, I played ball there and I would have started if Dude, when I went to college, I realized how good people were. Like I was good, but I realized how good. And even like, you know, in football, I was like, dude, like I, I realized that there's the difference between being six four and two forty than six foot. And 205, you know, I realized there's a difference between running a a 4.540 and a 4, eight or four nine. Yeah. you know, I just knew there was a, and I was cool. Like, I just, I didn't blame anybody. I was just like, all right, dude, like, it's where we are. So, you know, I think, Andrew, that's the attitude you need to have because you have, it's one of those things if you wouldn't, I heard a guy say to me a long time ago in real estate, if you weren't laughing, you'd be crying. Like, I had a deal fall through. I'd worked on it for like seven months. Biggest deal I ever had like $850,000, which for me was a big commission, 6%, I had both sides, falls through. And I remember And Frank looked at me and he said, Frank was 80 at the time, he said, uh, if you weren't laughing, you'd be crying. He said, that's how you going to live this business, man, when you feel like crying, laugh, and then just move on to the next thing. And what's funny is that happened as my first commercial deal. Everything I'd always done is residential. I got three more commercial listings from these guys that were out of state in the next two months, closed all three of them for like 2.3 million, got paid. And I was like, but I just was like, okay, you're right. But I learned, he said, you learned a lot about commercial in the last however many months, take that education and utilize it now. Yeah. Now you're a commercial agent. And I was like, yeah, I got it. He's like, when people tell you, you can't be both commercial, don't listen to them, bro. They're just trying to keep you out of their space.
1: I've always wondered that. You call your agent and they go i don't do
0: commercial dude and you know what would happen when i started listing properties the commercial agents wouldn't show mine there's a little group and then i was like okay now i was pissed i started selling ton of commercial real estate and then i got good at it and by the way it's not like the it's not really a lot different it's what you need to know about residential you learn about commercial you you learn your cap rates. you learn all that stuff it's not you learn your triple net it's not that's not complicated so but it was one of those things where it's like, why not do all? It's kind of like with us. Why Why can't we do everything? Why wouldn't I want everybody to work? That's how you say, why wouldn't I want everybody to work with me at my real estate company? I do. I want everybody that's out there selling real estate to work with me and make more money than they can make anywhere else. And that's the premise that we launched Family First Life Under.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so why are some agents better at developing leaders? Some agencies better at developing leaders than others?
0: Well, I think, first of all, a lot of it is, I think people get really good at their warm market. I mean, people that we have some really, really good, strong people that join us, you know, and, and they probably know some other good and strong people, number one. Um, I think the people that develop leaders understand a fine line between um, helping, supporting, call it mentoring if you want, and then also allowing that person to, to do their thing, right, to progress. Um, you have to let them fall on their face. I mean, you have these two young kids now. That being a good parent is learning to be there for them whenever you can, but also realizing that, and it will hurt like hell, but letting them fight their own battles. And it will hurt. I mean, within reason, you're not gonna anybody hurt them, but like school or what they're going through, you can't You can't call up, my daughter's in fifth grade, I can't call up a parent and go, your daughter wasn't nice to my I, I mean, unless it's like over the top. But if it's like, hey, they're friends, and all of a sudden they're not friends anymore. It'll literally break your heart. Like, you'll feel like your heart's breaking. Because AC will cry. And she'd be like, Daddy, I just don't know why, why, why they're doing this to me. And you'll, like, want to fix it. And then you realize there's really no, – all you can do is talk to her, educate her, empower her, and stand behind her, but you can't make anything change. You know, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, I've gone through that. you having a couple kids and watching their journeys, right? And and they stay the course, you know. And I think I, I watched that with my daughter this year. I mean, she made her dance team in LMU, which is a Division One program, and, and almost didn't try out. And I was like, well, try out. Like, what's the worst? You're a very good dancer. What's the worst thing that can happen? What's the worst? And that was always my thing. What's the worst thing that can happen? Like, literally, the worst thing that can happen. I don't make the team. Okay. And how would that be so bad? And I think people that develop leaders give that perspective. I think they're really good at perspective. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this seems really bad for you right now. But at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of life, I'm not minimizing what you're going through at all. But let's have some perspective about what it actually could be and how we move forward. Yeah. And I think that good agencies and good people that are managing do that really well and they expect things out of people and it's okay to let them fall you're going to be there when they pick them because they fall and pick themselves up you're there when they dust themselves off to talk to them about how we avoid it next time yeah but you can't be the one to make sure they don't fall pick them up all the time and I think that that they do that really well and they also recruit all the time Andrew I don't know why is Alabama so good they uh, all these other schools that are really good now right they recruit what happened to how did George get so good or how some of these other teams get so damn good they recruit, dude. I mean, how's Tennessee? They just out, they decide to get crazy about recruiting, and you have to recruit like everybody's going to quit, and everybody can't play. You have to recruit like every player you recruit is going to get hurt because you can't. You just and that's why they have these teams they have, and that's why you don't miss a beat when something happens to one of these guys because they've recruited and they're so deep.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. All right, uh, next question: Where do you see FFL in five years?
0: You know, um you know, we'll do a billion dollars in, in paid business in twenty three. Andrew, I, I you know, I actually see us having you know, when you look at what we're accomplishing now with probably seven, eight thousand writing agents every month, thirty five thousand agent sales force. Um, I see us with hundreds of thousands of agents. I see us doing like writing business every month. Um I actually just see, I see so many integrity partners, but I, I really see us making a massive difference in people's lives and then subsequently the world. Like the more money we can, you get somebody that wasn't make it was making 40 grand or 70 grand a year and he or she makes 350 grand a year. It's not only what they can do for their families, it's what they can do for people that don't have it the way they have it, whatever mm-hmm. that cause is for them. So um, I, I look at the Dream Center. You know, our goal is to raise $2 million a convention for the Dream Center, which by the way, take 10,000 people at a hundred bucks. I mean, it's not, it's not that crazy really. It, the average donation wouldn't be much. And if we got half the people donate something, we'd raise millions of dollars. So, but wouldn't it be cool to give them 10 million a year, like make a massive difference in people's lives. So, um, that's where I see the company. I, I, I do see it continue to get stronger and becoming more of a disruptor. I see us reshaping the marketplace too. I, I, I hope in five years, the days of terrible comp, no renewals, waiting for 7 to 10 to 12 to 15 years for renewals, having an overly reaching contract, I, I, I hope those days are just gone. I hope those days are just gone. You know, at the end of the day, I think, I think, um, you know, the carriers are where they are. It's their relationship, what they do, how they pay, how that starts to independent, what their release processes are. That's their business, and, and we're going to live with that. But this idea that, you know, um, you ha- you can't get paid well, or you have all these fees paying for convention, paying somebody 1500 2000 for a VIP or for. I hope those days are over. I just hope then five years they have no choice but to conform or every one of their agents comes and works with us. Yeah. That's what I see.
1: Love it, man. Well, I'm looking forward to the future. Thank you for coming in today. Thank Thanks you for guys for me. joining us. If you have not registered yet, FFLconvention.com or is it FFL Conference? Convention? FFLconvention.com. And uh, register. We'll are we're, we're looking forward to seeing everybody and meeting a lot of you guys. We got a great lineup, and we will see you guys next Saturday, eight a.m. Thanks for joining. See you guys.
0: Thanks.